Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy over there is... I'm Chris. And Chris, he always is. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing amazing. Uh, my Cowboys are playing. Life is good. Until the third quarter. It's Anyways. Possible. It's very possible. <laughs> we are recording this during the, the Cowboys page. Uh, yeah, page, I'm Steelers recording game. it, so I'll catch up later. Uh, me too. I have it on pause in the other room, so whatever. Um, I'll catch up to it after we're done here. Mm -hmm. So this is week one matchup analysis by the two of us. We did this last year in what we were calling zero year via stream. Now we're doing it via recording and bringing it to your ear and eyeballs. <laughs> so exactly, uh, yes. Earballs, that's a thing. I mean, I guess there's like an ear hammer in there and an anvil and uh, a stirrup, but you know, and a tympanic membrane. Okay. How about your eardrums and your eyeballs? How about that? It's a drum, not a ball, right? I got, I got to turn these notifications off. The Wonder Tech is driving me crazy here. Always <laughs> on desktop. Uh, I, I, my, I just the notifications keep just keep popping up. Um, gotcha. So yeah, let's start off with some news. We got a slew of news leading into this week one here. Uh, some of it's a slew, bad. That's right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, this is this is the NFL. This is fantasy. This is you know, news is usually bad news. <laughs> no news is good news. I guess is the way you're supposed to put it. All right, let's not mm -hmm. bury the lead here. Uh, Gus Edwards uh, confirmed uh, or his ACL. Uh, in the same practice, uh, within I don't know plays or moments of each other, Marcus Peters, cornerback for the Ravens tore his ACL. That's confirmed also. Um, I'm not sure how many days ago, but Justice Hill, uh, I guess backup what? running back for the Ravens, tore his Achilles. Uh, it was like a day or two before Gus Edwards did it, right? Because Justice he, Hill happened first, and then everyone's like, oh my God, Gus Edwards, you know, he should be like a top, like, he should be, yeah, there's no competition. In one league, yeah. No competition. And then Gus Edwards, like, why are the, why are the Ravens even practicing anymore? You know, I they know, should just they, be like they should have they should have closed up shop. So yeah. in a subsequent move before the Gus Edwards news, but after the Justice Hill news and obviously after the Dobbins, uh, we kind of forgot to mention, remind folks, they lost him too. Uh, they signed mm -hmm. Le'Veon Le Bell. Um, you know, whatever we can get into that at some point, uh, maybe, maybe not about his viability uh but in a corresponding move they also signed Devonte freeman to the practice squad with the understanding he'll be promoted to the active roster so don't let the practice squad part fool you at this point is the way i read into that yep. uh onward and upward uh austin eckler a little bit of a scare here didn't practice wednesday officially with a hamstring uh, he was pulled off to the side again today thursday it's trending towards a did not a dnp today thursday i'm not sure where it stands at you know approximately 45 p.m so he's another DMP. Uh, the team is still optimistic he can go. Uh, this is to remind you folks, this is what ailed him last year. Uh, so uh, DeAndre Swift is a full participation groin. No limitations is what I read as a quote. Uh, Trey Good Lance, uh, this comes up a little bit later, uh, is trying to play. He threw some today. It's a thumb injury. So the fact that he threw is significant, Ooh, uh, although thumb, he's not okay. the starter. Let me be clear. Uh, Ingram, Evan Ingram, uh, did not practice on Thursday. He is trending towards out Evan Ingram for the giants tight end. Oh, thank Speaking you. Of, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of tight ends, Noah Fant, uh, was a full participant. He was working on a, on a knee, uh, ailing knee there. Uh, 
This is kind of stuck in there with some Saints stuff. Forgive me. Uh, Latavius Murray was released a few days ago. Um, I, I'm it's speculating hilarious. maybe Baltimore like might look his way. Who ends up winning yep. that share? Who knows? Um, staying with the Saints, uh, Tracon Smith, hamstring, absent at practice Thursday. He's not looking too good to go. Uh, they are really uh, thin at uh, wide receiver. I think I mentioned so in my matchup later. Uh, can I can I uh, pause you? Real, go ahead. Stop you right there, real quick. <laughs> um, no one really cares about uh, like. Uh, oh my God, Traquan Smith. But uh, a real bump for what? What is his name again? Marquez Callaway. Oh yes, Marquez. yes, yes. Marquez Marquez with a Q, I believe. Marquez yeah. Callaway. Yes, thank you. Marquez, a real bump for you know, kind of the the preseason darling. Um, Marquez Callaway. I mean, I drafted him super late in a draft that I did on Monday. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm hoping that this guy is a diamond in the rough coming into this year and, uh, you know, he gets his time to shine and he doesn't end up being a, a Zach Sudfeld. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, I got him in at least uh, in one league. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um, right. And then, of course, remember me and uh, even me, the Mr. Adam Troutman bet guy, uh, I kind of soured on Troutman a little bit towards the uh, end Sorry, of draft who? season there. Troutman. Oh, Trout Man. Okay. Um, I got the Noah Fant in there. Murray, we just mentioned. Oh, TJ uh, Watt is closing in on a huge deal. Uh, four years, 28 million average. Going to make him the highest paid defensive player. Uh, Quentin Nelson had a back flare up, but it looks like it's going to be nothing. Apparently, it's just something he deals with his entire like career, basically. Like uh, me. Darnell Mooney uh, was limited on Thursday with a back. Uh, yeah. Josh Jacobs was limited on Thursday with a toe. I don't have any more tweets or any expounding upon that, so I left it literally at that. The last bit I have is a little out there, but comes up later in the uh, new in the uh, matchups. Taylor Decker, uh, tackle, uh, did not practice a finger, and uh, Lions uh, Lions uh, signed a practice squad offensive tackle today, so he may not go. I think that's all I got for you, sir. Well, that was that was. Pretty darn quick. Let's let's keep, let's roll into some matchups here. There you go. <laughs> let's start with the. I almost said the Washington Chargers. The L.A. Chargers at the Washington Football Team. Still the football team. Have they decided mm -hmm. on a new logo yet? I don't. I guess they're just wait until the next off season because, or they're just going to see how this thought, sits with the fans. Well, they had, they had narrowed it down to like three or four or five ones, but yeah. None of which were really all that great, but I was like, all right, just keep with the football team, but whatever. Um, let's start with the visitors and the LA Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. I'm going to give him three and a half stars. If there has been a strength for the Washington football team over the last two, three, even four years, it has been their defense. This, um, I mean, I'm expecting that to continue. Their front, the defensive front is really scary. Supposedly they upgraded their cornerback situation, according to PFF. Um, they kind of like I, I read an article where they did they ranked like they had five different tiers for a lot of these um, um, defenses going into this season, and Washington football team was ranked as a tier one defense. Um, if you drafted Herbie early, you really kind of have to temper your expectations here. The Chargers did really beef up their offensive line this this past off season, but. Still, three and a half stars for Herbie. Let's move along to Austin Eckler. I wrote this up before he was sidelined with a hamstring injury. And, I mean, like, guys that have hamstring injuries, they can flare up. They can be very reoccurring. Looking at you, Kenny yeah. Galladay. Looking at mm -hmm. you, Elshon Jeffrey. Trey I mean, Smith. yeah. Yep. 
Uh, so I'm giving Austin Eckler three and a half stars. I was all over this guy in preseason, but this is a really rough matchup. And last year they only allowed five, they only allowed 14 rushing touchdowns, which uh, is not exactly Austin Eckler's forte either. So yeah, I mean that's less than one touch rushing touchdown per game. Mm-hmm. And hell back to Herbie too. Washington football team only allowed 21 passing slash receiving touchdowns too, which is Eckler's specialty is is catching the ball, and then only 21 um, ca- uh, receiving touchdowns over the over the a whole season. Also not that great. So three and a half stars for Austin Eckler, assuming he goes. Tune in to Sunday to our stream, which you can check yes. out in our YouTube feed. Uh, just go to youtube.com slash fantasy football, or not slash, but search fan- amazing fantasy football in YouTube and we will pop up and go to the video feed. And that's where you can find our stream where we do injury um, updates, last minute injury updates, um, some last minute lineup questions, which it's week one. You shouldn't have that really that many lineup questions, but you know, sometimes, we'll you know, oh my God, Kenny Galloway is not going to play or something. That's not news. I'm giving an example. But yeah, check us out. We start, um, what Tiny do we start? Uh, example. 10, 10 a.m. Central time, right? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing 10 to 12 Central approximately, you'd, you'd, right? You'd think we'd have this nailed down after, I don't know how <laughs> yeah, many, yeah, 10, how 10, how many weeks and times 10. in a row that we've done this. but We've been good. We've been live by 10 a.m. Central. So to do the math yep. for the time zone, folks. Yep, we don't know where you live, so you have to figure it out yourself. <laughs> it would be weird if we did. We have a ticket um, on the bottom list, everybody. <laughs> go ahead, I'm kidding. Go. Uh, uh, moving on, moving along, we're gonna. I already did Austin Eckler, so let's move along to Keenan Allen. He's really the only mm-hmm. wide receiver that I'm going to talk about here. But let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Keenan Allen, four stars. I, I mean. I know Solid. I only gave Herbie three and a half, but the quarterback and, and wide receiver don't always correlate one to one as far as points. Some usually the quarterback scores more, mm-hmm. but it it is possible for the wide receiver to have more value than quarterback. Yada yada. Um, it, it's going to be a rough matchup. I I wanted to go into like their corners and everything, but they kind of they kind of added and subtracted some corners and was having a hard time digging up some information on them. It's going to be a rough matchup for Keenan Allen, but I think by the end of the day. It's it, it's going to Keenan Allen is going to show why he's uh, Justin Herbert's primary target. They're, he's going to be peppered with targets all game long, even if he is covered. Keenan Allen will find a way to come down with the ball to at least give you some fantasy value. I mean, he probably drafted him as your wide receiver one, if not maybe your wide receiver two, kind of depending on how you drafted. But yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I said, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, Jared Cook. I'm not really in on any of them for this game. It's a, like I said, it's a, uh, I keep saying it's a rough matchup for him. Palmer, I'm in, I like the rookies, pro, like long term prospects, and Jalen Guyton fl- uh, splashed at times last season. That's great. So does Mike Williams, but I just, I'm not starting any of them as of right now. Let's move along to the home team, and that would be the Washington football team with quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. I last season the Chargers allowed the ninth fewest passing yards, but the thirteenth most passing touchdowns. Interesting. Um, I have been touting Ryan Fitz Ryan Fitzmagic as my late round quarterback to target and draft and draft and start week one. And I did. I put my money where my mouth is in one in one league. I drafted I Ryan Fitzpatrick and I got a little flack for it. And I was like, well, just watch and see. Um, so like I said, like I said, 
uh, you know, I, I advocated people to do it. I did it, and I'm still advocating people to do it. I'm giving them four stars with Terry McLaurin and Let's Curtis go. Samuel yeah. probably going to play. This could be a really positive start for Fitzmagic on this season. So, like I said, four stars. You know who else I'm giving four stars to? Antonio Gibson. The Chargers defense last season was pretty average. They gave up the um, and have um, they they I'm sorry. Like I said, they were pretty average. They're giving up the four, the fifteenth, the fourteenth, and the fourteenth most yards, touchdowns, and yards per attempt. So that would be one thousand nine hundred seventeen yards, mm-hmm. four and a half yards per attempt, and not seventeen touchdowns. So pretty average, which is kind of weird considering their the strength of their defensive front. But so you know, or that's the Chargers, not the football team, right? Cross your streams there for a second. Yep, yep, sure did. <laughs> uh, Terry McLaurin, um, he was the wide receiver 10 going off the board and at the 305, according to the famous football calculator. I mean, the odds are he's probably your wide receiver one and, and potentially an elite, you're uh, an elite level wide receiver two on your team. You're not sitting him, you know, like I'm could go on and on about him. What I'm trying to get at, it's a four star matchup. The Chargers do have some okay corners, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's the only reason I'm not out there. I'm not out there saying five stars, which I would love to give McLaurin five stars in this, is because I want to see the connection between Fitzpatrick and McLaurin. Make sure that it's actually legit and everything. It sounds like it is. It it it's on paper. It it should be. McLaurin loves to go deep. Fitzmagic loves to throw deep. It should work, but sometimes these things don't always work out like they should. Mm-hmm. Let's move along to Curtis Samuel, three and a quarter stars. Uh, with Samuel being on a new team with a new quarterback and you know a, re, a you know a familiar face and head coach though, I'm only gonna give him three and a quarter stars. Um, you probably have some better options to go to, but you know if you're in a deeper yeah. league or whatever, and assuming Curtis Samuel is going to play, tune back in for Sunday for that update. Yeah, three and a quarter stars. Logan Thomas, I know you drafted him earlier than I was advocating people to, and you being the the listener slash viewer, right, not gotcha. you. Chris. Understood. Um, I was a little confused. I just want. I just wanted to make you know, um, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I really just think people need to start uh, temper their expectations. There's a lot of positive buzz surrounding Logan Thomas in the preseason, and but I'm just I'm I'm a bit of a doubter on this one. I like Logan Thomas's story as come being a quarterback drafted and converting mm-hmm. over to tight end and blah blah blah. Virginia and Tech, he's had he had some success doing it last season too. Don't get me wrong here. I just like I want Logan Thomas. I really want Logan Thomas to prove me wrong, but until he does, at least for this week, I'm giving him two stars. That would be that matchup. Would you like to add anything to about any of them players? No, I, I think you nailed it. Uh, you know, Washington defense centric uh, in terms of the matchup. Uh, that's probably going to be the star of the show. It's going to be the star uh, of that. It probably should be the star. Ho- hopefully, uh, the star of that and, matchup. Uh, Keenan can uh, hook up a little bit, yep. and hopefully, hopefully Eckler can go. Yep. Let's yep. see. Uh, I'll get a uh, I'll get a snoozer, a stinker out of the way here for you. No, no, I have plenty to talk about, I guess here, but it is a bit of a, a stinker in terms of the matchup. I've got the Jags at Texans. Uh, Trevor Lawrence or T Law, as I like to call him. I'm getting the getting the nickname started off uh, for the season here for you, Joshy boy. <laughs> Given the matchups, I suppose one should consider Lawrence startable here, mm-hmm. maybe top twelve. 
15. Uh, but I'm of the mind, why risk starting rookie if you don't have to? Uh, QB is a very deep position, I suppose, in a super flex. Um, he's going to get uh, 2.5 stars for me. I think he's the I think he's the starter in my super right about twelve. I feel like is consensus for the week. All right, maybe. Sorry, my bad. Keep going. That's okay. Uh, James Robinson. Uh, it's so interesting these these running back soap operas we're dealing with. Uh, one minute Robinson is undrafted fantasy darling. Then he's a backup. Then he's not. <laughs> Uh, Texans were among the league's worst uh, ever versus the run last year. So fire up Robinson with confidence. Uh, I expect Robinson to resume a similar role uh, to last year, uh, kind of being the quarterback's best friend, which is what I felt like his role was. And he was pretty good at it. So I give him a solid four stars this week. Uh, Carlos Hyde is worth a mention here. Deeper leagues, Hyde could be a startable guy here. Goal line, couple of targets. Uh, he's shown he can do that. 2.5 stars. Uh, DJ Chark. Uh, this comes down to the stance I took uh, in Lawrence at QB, but more folks drafted Chark, so he needs to be talked about because they might need to start him. He seems to be in line for the outside number one role. Uh, the Texans D is absolutely porous through the air. Ninth most passing yards, 10th most passing touchdowns back in 2020. I just hope Chark isn't your wide receiver one or two. I'd uh, like to see what this Urban Meyer offense looks like before investing too much. But by all accounts, Lawrence is the real deal. Best prospect since Andrew Luck, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Chark is probably among the better flex plays. Uh, so I'll give him a solid 3.75 stars, giving him in the top 36 flex area very easily. Uh, well into the top 36, let me put it that way. LaVisca Chenault, uh, talk about wait and see. Uh, again, great matchup, but I have no idea what his usage will look like. But if I had to speculate, which I do, <laughs> I'd say Chenault is more of the bottom end flex territory. I'm going to give him three stars and hope for some, uh, you know, uh, uh, plays drawn up for him. Uh, some some gadgety stuff, if you will. Um, Marvin Jones, I love the draft bargain Jones seems to be coming out of the draft. And if the Jags need to throw more, which I'm speculating they do, uh, we've both been on record stating we believe the Jags run three wide receiver sets among the most uh top 10 probably easily uh but in mm -hmm. a low scoring matchup a rookie quarterback a rookie head coach i'm gonna go and bench jones in week one on to the texans uh no tight end of note uh, with the jags there uh with no. the texans as i mentioned uh, during draft season uh, i'm staying away from the texans fantasy assets if you can call them that besides uh brandon cooks i'll give cooks a startable 2.75 stars the backfield is listed like it has been for several weeks with ingram and Lin Lindsay as a uh, co-starters and uh David Johnson, the third string. I guess I can give Lindsay the guy I think wins the snap shares. Um, easily two stars. That's my okay. yeah. That's my matchup. Didn't didn't we talk about? Forgive me, my memory is failing me at the moment. Didn't we talk about Mark Ingram not playing this week? Like a healthy scratch or something? No, like he was injured or something. I'll look into that, but I'm not sure. I thought you said something about that. Um, my bad. Um, okay. so yeah, did you, uh, and, and I'm sorry, refresh me. Did you give LaVisca Chenault the, the, what did you give him as a grade? It's 2.75. Forgive me. I okay. lost my spot. Three stars, okay. three stars. So top 36, wow. definitely in two people's flex discussion. I think Yeah, I looked up his ADP and he was wide receiver 35 going up the board. So Ooh, yeah, wow. I, okay. I guess that's, well, I feel like maybe, maybe I'm a little off there in terms of like, I didn't think folks Nesler have to start him. So I'm kind of in that flex worthy territory. Yeah. Um, but they're, <laughs> but at that, at that point, you don't necessarily have to, 
But it's, it is a good matchup, and just, I don't know. Let's move along to our next sure. matchup, which is the New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. Let's start here with Zach Wilson. I'm giving him two stars. That's respectable. I don't like it. I don't like I mean, it. Um, last season, Carolina had a very average defense, like kind of top to bottom. Uh, mm -hmm. There is room for the young Panthers defense to improve, which everything I read is that like young, very like I think if memory serves correct, I didn't read this anywhere. I'm just going off the top of my brain. But like last year, their defense was like the youngest, like at, by, you know, average age in the entire NFL as far as, you know, defense. Um, so, yeah, I, I like... Um, I, I, I like Zach Wilson. I, and the more I read about him, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I really, and you know how he's been faring and everything. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Cool. But this one, I'm just, I want to see it first. And that's kind of the tune of this matchup. This entire matchup is I kind of want to see it first, you know? Yeah. It was, um, it's week one, you know, like yeah. according to, according to the famous football calculator, he's the very last quarterback drafted as like number 26, like the 14th round or whatever. I, did draft him as QB four on my super flex. League. My opinion definitely started um, rising on him a bit, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. So two stars, you know, like it's a, uh, it's daily. We're not going to talk about that's a daily start, not a whatever. Anyways, uh, let's move on to, Ke to Kevin. Let's move on to Kevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman. I'm giving him three stars. The situation opportunity aren't bad for Coleman, but he's a couple of years removed for being a very usable fantasy asset. Can he reclaim his younger form with a with his second team since then? I kind of doubt it, but the Jets seem to have bolstered their offensive line, so that's good for Evan mm -hmm. Coleman. Michael Carter doesn't seem to be a thing as of right now. Um, I just, yeah. We'll see what Tevin Coleman can do. He's was going so late in drafts that he does, he's probably not your starter in a tw normal twelve team oh, or no, less yeah. or smaller league. So don't worry about it. But if you're in a bigger league, three three stars for Tevin Coleman. That's not bad. Moving on well, to I'm Corey sorry, Davis. What, what rating did you give him? Three stars. Three stars. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm with you. I took him in the, late in a couple leagues. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis, I'm giving you three and a half stars. Call me a sucker for believing this preseason hype on Corey Davis, but it sounds like legit chemistry between Zach Wilson and Corey Davis. Maybe this is the Corey Davis just needed to get away from Tennessee and kind of get out of the shadow of AJ Brown. Maybe the previous Titans regime just never was really using him properly. I don't know. Seems a little sketchy, but you know, if this is a legit thing, this could easily be a coming out party for not only Corey Davis, but Zach Wilson against this, you know, frankly, mm -hmm. pretty mediocre defense here. So, Having said all that, it, this is mainly based on Corey Davis having some upside. Could he get more into closer to that, you know, three and three and three quarters? Sure, but let's not split any hairs here. Um, he could definitely have some more upside too, especially if Jamison Crowder misses week one. He is currently listed as out. Dang we it. will check on that on Sunday. I don't really want to go into it too much here, but let's let's just revisit it on Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that. He is going to play. So, and if he does play, he's three stars. That's Jamison Crowder. Um, he could be a target hog once again this season. That's kind of been his entire role. Even hailing back to his uh, Washington football team days before oh, they were sure, called yeah. the Washington football team. Um, I'm not sure how they let him go, but whatever. He didn't land with the Jets, and he's been pretty solid with that team ever since. It's outside of injuries. So, 
Despite missing four weeks last season, Crowder Crowder ended up as the wide receiver thirty-eight last year. That's I mean, that's pretty low, but you know, you missed four games too. Like yeah. that's not bad on a really bad team. I bet so, his average is close to top twenty-four. Yeah. So they and I'm just and then the only reason I'm mentioning Jameson Crowder is that he's there's like a fifty fifty shot he's on your waiver wire. And if he does play this this week, oh, don't be surprised to go. They have to, you know, pay up to get him a little bit. You know, it's and if he's and if he is out there, and you maybe have like someone like your Gus Edwards got injured, and you just need another wide receiver, go ahead and pick up Crowder for the cheap as of right now. Elijah Moore, I'm moving on to you with one star. Not yet, sir. Not yet. You will have your day in the sun. You I'm will wait sure your it's turn. coming this season. <laughs> so What's that? Said so you will wait your turn, so help me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you will wait your turn, Mr. Moore. We have more <laughs> more to talk about, though. So until then, oh. until you can prove that you're more than the sum of your mores, um, you will be one star. One star this week. Let's move along to the home team, though. Enough of that jocularity. We're getting serious here. It's week one. We're ready for some football. That's right. I want to talk about the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, which is Sam Darnold. I'm giving him 3.75 stars. I'm shocked that I'm going that high. <laughs> I wrote <laughs> I it. Scream at myself. <laughs> this is more based on the matchup that, and the team around Darnold than really what Darnold has shown when he was with the Jets. But the Jets are a bad defense, and it, they were a bad defense in 2020. And, uh, I think they did, and I don't think they did enough to really improve their defense at all in this in this uh, off season. On to CMC, CMC man, five stars, five stars for you, buddy. He, you're elite, and the Jets run defense actually not that bad last season. They gave up only uh, 1,792 yards, which was surprising for the eleventh best. That's top half, but. Uh, for time's sake, let's just move along to these Carolina wide receivers. How about that? Sounds good. Uh, and to, let's start with DJ Moore. I'm not sure really what to make of these wide receivers yet. Uh, I mean, like, DJ Moore is has the potential talent to be the guy, but Robbie Anderson really shown that he was more than just a field stretcher last year with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So can, you know, Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson have some chemistry back from their New York Jets days? Oh, that's right. It's a revenge game for Sam Darnold against his former team, the New York Jets. That doesn't really matter. Um, I'm going to go three and three and three quarter stars for DJ Moore. Um, I know this is going to sound like I'm riding the fence on this one, but, you know, I, if DJ Moore had a little bit less talent around him, I would probably give him a higher rating than that three and three quarter stars, but... You know, Robbie Anderson's there. The Supposedly, you know, had a good preseason. Terrace Mar- rookie Terrace Marshall is also mm-hmm. there, too. So if it was more like Robbie Anderson and just DJ Moore, maybe no, maybe a lackluster running back, you know, I'd be like, oh, okay, give you a little bit bump. But, yeah, so like I said, I'm going to ride this fence and give DJ Moore three and three-quarter stars and Robbie Anderson the same one, too. A three um, and three-quarters yep. also? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I'm running the fence. Terrace Marshall, you do not get three and three quarter stars. You get the one star. You fall into that same category as Elijah Moore. I'm a, I'm in wait and see mode. He wasn't really getting drafted that high or at all in some leagues. So, yeah. yep. I mean, you weren't getting drafted as a week one starter anyways, buddy. So just, uh, yeah. Let's move along to uh, your next matchup, I guess. Uh, there's I'm, I don't care about Dan Arnold. 
I, right. uh, I got to see it to believe it. He's done. Probably just more wait and see. He's yeah. in his, what was it, like fourth or fifth year now? And I'm just like, prove it to me, man. I'm not even mm-hmm. drafting you. I'll, if you have an elite, an elite week one, see, um, you know, then I'll spend some money to try and get you, I guess. But otherwise, until then, nah. Nah. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Colts project to be a great defense again, uh, but Wilson is a great quarterback and a must-start fantasy asset. The Colts were actually pretty bad versus pass in the last seven games of the season, giving up 297 mm-hmm. yards per game in the last seven weeks versus the likes of uh, Houston Texans twice, 342 yards, 20 points, 308 passing yards, 20 points, and the Raiders once at 345 passing yards and 27 points. That's kind of scary. Those are two bad teams. Uh, so I'm going to give Russell Wilson 4.25 stars. Get him well within not higher? that. Uh, what's that? Not higher? No. No, I think I'd have other okay. guys. Uh, Keep going. Top Keep going. Sorry. seven-ish ahead of him. Okay. Uh, off the top of my head. Uh, Chris Carson, besides giving a huge day to Henry uh, last year and some decent big games to some other great backs in 2020, the NDD was dominant on the ground. That puts Carson firmly in the RB2 category for me with 3.75 stars. DK Metcalf. Uh, Xavier Rhodes missed practice Wednesday. Calf. We didn't include him in the news, and I don't have a Thursday update for him. Let's move along with that. Uh, still, DK's a stud. Uh, four stars if Rhodes goes. Five if not. Uh, we're, we're starting back half pretty much wherever. Um, Lockett, similar story here. I expect some passing volume from Wilson and the Seahawks. 3.5 solid stars if Rhodes goes. Four if he doesn't. Gerald Everett uh, was an off-season, t- off-season tight end sleeper given his new situation. As I stated, I expect Seattle to attack through the air, but Indy was pretty stellar versus fantasy tight ends last year too. So I'm just going to give him kind of that borderline, like top 15 tight ends. Maybe you throw a dart at him if you need to start. 2.75 stars for Gerald Everett. On to the Colts. Carson Wentz was uh, set to practice in full Wednesday. In fact, I think I have read an update since these notes. I think he's a full go. I think he is the starter and he's a full go. Sorry, I'm remembering that meme. That meme you sent me, or that gift. Uh, oh, about. Oh, yeah, right. Sarah, keep going. Uh, I have to believe uh, if he practices, he plays. Uh, so that again, these notes are slightly old. Uh, Wentz is in that borderline risky top QB two territory, given his offensive line, uh, meaning that's a benefit to him. Play caller, and uh, besides that, his wide receiver weapons aren't the best. So. Uh, but again, why risk it uh, unless you're desperate uh, in a super flex? So I'm going to give him a 2.25 stars. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, many folks are probably leaning on Taylor. I know I'm excited to see his usage. I think Taylor got more banged up last year than we realized, and they held him back a bit in terms of carries and targets. Even at his lowest, though, you know, when he was leaving that sour taste in our mouths, he was still catching everything thrown his way and last i checked the colts don't have the best wide receivers so uh i expect them to kind of lean on taylor uh, on the ground and through the air Uh, seahawks were fifth best in rushing yards given up last season so maybe they do throw a little bit more to taylor and hines uh as uh mentioned earlier uh did i mention it yeah i think i touched on it real quickly quentin nelson he seems like he's gonna he's gonna be fine his back tensed up a little bit uh taylor gets his carries and targets as the colts try and keep the ball out of wince's rusty hands uh 3.75 stars for jonathan taylor naheem hines there was some offseason hype about the type of season hines is in store for Targen, targets and receptions are his role obviously seattle seattle had the second most passing uh 
yeah, second most passing yards in 2020. But most of that was to wide receivers. I did look and see that Chase Edmonds has Chase Edmonds has two nice games against him, you know, through the air more or less. I'll give Hines a respectable slash optimistic 2.75 stars to get him in your maybe top 36 flex category there. Uh, not much on Michael Pittman, given my Wentz take here. Uh, I think he's the one to keep an eye on in week one. I think some folks invested in him late in drafts. Uh, yeah, I just, I kind of want to, I kind of want to wait and see from both receivers. You know, Paris Campbell is the other name to mention, but again, I, I think I'm just going to leave him on the bench and no tight ends of note in my opinion. Any, I'm going to start input, with, I'm, I'm going to start fan? with the, what's it? What's it? Uh, yeah. A couple any, things. I think the guy to watch for in week one is Paris Campbell, not Michael Pittman. Everyone, I think everyone well, I'm has glad I mentioned just him, forgot but about Paris are you, Campbell. Are you playing I, him, though? Are you, like, flexing him No, but you okay, said cool, the guy cool, to watch, cool. and I, I, I personally think it's Paris Campbell. Another thing is is that the Colts have no left tackle. Their left tackle is more or less dead right now. Um, oh, they're, they're, they, they, they're putting just, like a cardboard cutout up there. Um, <laughs> that just remember that, folks, when you see, like – Maybe Jonathan Taylor or Naeem Hines trying to go up, rush off to the left, or Carson Wentz just getting blindsided by. Or heck, maybe some you just see the back stay into pass block a bunch, and we're not getting these receptions that I'm uh, pro- uh, prognosticating. Yep, that's yeah. out there. So just, just uh, like food, food for thought. Let's mm-hmm. move along to the Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans, starting with the away team as I like to do. Um, Kyler Murray, I'm giving you a rare five stars this week. Five stars. In 2020, the Tennessee Titans gave up the fourth most passing yards and second most passing touchdowns. I don't wow. know how you don't give Kyler Murray five stars with that. Yeah, um, yeah. thank you for agreeing with me. I'm just like mm-hmm. I read that. I'm like I do okay. I um, forget how bad they were. Yeah, yeah, they were really bad. On to James Conner, two stars. Tennessee had a really average run defense and was middle of the road as far as yards given up, but gave up the 10th most rushing touchdowns. Um, the biggest question is, how are these backs going to get used? Like, you know, is it James Conner? Is it Chase Edmonds? I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and give Chase Edmonds the edge and give him the three-star rating, whereas, like, I just to mention it again, James Conner, I give him two which is more just desperation, you know, sure. whatever. I drafted Gus Edwards and now I need a guy. James Conner, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could be more confident with these guys, but I figured I was going to take a little bit of a stand on this one. You know, like I I've just, Edmonds is maybe the more talented guy at this point, And James Conner is just more of a, a guy. Maybe I hope not. I, I mean, he's got a good story going behind him, you know, surviving cancer and all that. But yeah, prove it to me, buddy. Prove you can stay healthy. Uh, let's move on to Nuke. That is DeAndre Hopkins. I'm giving him four and a half stars. It's a great matchup, you know. Blah blah blah. I gave Kyler Murray five stars, but I mean, that's also just kind of like it's not going to be all Nuke. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, AJ Green's all going to get some. Uh, some targets and some usage as well. I would love to see one of those three pull above the the others in this game. I really hope one of them does just to have some clarity. But until then, I'm going to keep talking like this. And maybe <laughs> I'm going to give them one star each, perhaps. Uh, for sure, I am definitely giving them all, all three of those guys one star. Nuke, four and a half stars. Let's go to the home team with the Tennessee Titans. I'm giving Ryan Tannehill three and three quarter stars. 
the Cards surprisingly gave up the 10th fewest passing yards per game at 226.4 last season. That's that's not bad. Um, that could spell some trouble for Tannehill, as as I always have a concern with him being the quarterback in the Tennessee Titans, and he he hasn't needed like super gaudy, sexy numbers to be fantasy relevant. He's he's efficient. That's what he is. And you know, AJ Brown is one of the most efficient receivers in the league, and yada yada. Oh, oh I'm sorry, and not yada yada. Um, you know, Tannehill's weaponry looks a little bit different. There's no Johnny there. It's just Anthony Ferkser now. And there's no um, Corey Davis, the guy who had just talked about. It's Julio instead. I'm going to, not to get ahead of myself, I'm giving three and three quarter stars to Tannehill because maybe it's one of those just straight up Derrick Henry games, you know? And speaking of him, I'm going to move along to him and give him four and a half stars. It's a great matchup for Henry. The cards gave up the 11th most rushing yards per game last year at 125 and a half. And if Derrick Henry gets somewhere close to 125 yards, how is there not at least one touchdown in there? You know, it's yeah, he's a mountain with legs and he runs and he can run fast once he gets going. Let's move along to Tannehill's pass catchers here and let's talk about some AJ Brown. I'm giving him four stars. I don't want to be lazy about this or anything. I do expect that. Tannehill is going to have a good day through the air. And if that's going to happen, it's probably going to be on, you know, in the hands of uh, AJ Brown there too. Um, Julio, he's getting three and a half stars. I'm not super confident about that. As you, if you can see my face right now, um, this is more in the sense that I think that Julio still got a little, enough magic left in the tank to have at least a pretty good season this year. Assuming he stays healthy and this is not a great defense, but it's also not a terrible one either, as I alluded to earlier. So I would just want to see how Julio's going to play out in this offense. Hopefully Tannehill does get to throw it enough to kind of show, is it going to be, is Julio just going to be Corey Davis or is he going to be like, you know, Julio only at 80%, you know, given mm-hmm. agent, whatever. Anthony Ferkser, normally I wouldn't even bother mentioning him now, but don't be surprised if he becomes a waiver wire um, suggestion next week. He's just one of those guys. Gotta keep it What's on your next matchup, ends. Chris? My next matchup is uh, the Vikings at the Bengals. Kirk Cousins, for me, is solidly in the QB1 slash streaming territory, no doubt. Um... This Bengals defense was bad last year, and particularly on the ground, fourth most rushing yards in 2020. I expect Vikings' potent offense to get it going on the ground like they love to do, and that will help facilitate a you know, relatively high-scoring game here. Uh, 47.5 points is the over-under. Vikings had, yeah, 8th most passing yards in 2020. I'm going to give four stars to Kirk Cousins. I like him as a start this week very much. Uh, Dalvin... Dalvin Cook. Uh, start Cook. I'm going to give him five stars for the reasons listed above. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I, like you said, I hate to be lazy there, but it just ties right in with uh, with uh, the Bengals being a really bad defense. And the Cook is where the offense runs through. Justin Jefferson. I am in love with both receivers this week. Uh, similar reasons. Uh, here's, a, here's a little note here. Bengals cornerback Trey Waynes has been ruled out. Uh, hamstring. Uh, has They're not missing much. For, 
Yeah, right. Well, he has not played a game for Cincinnati since signing a three-year, $42 million deal last offseason. So fire up your mini wide receivers with confidence. Uh, no Irv Smith, remember. Uh, it's Herndon in his first game as a Viking. And Tyler Conklin, did that guy used to be a tackle? Or is he just no. a new tight end? Okay, it's just it's a just similar a name. Okay, it's a similar name to an older. He was player. getting a little bit of preseason, but real, he is. real. I found that a little bit of preseason buzz. I, 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 I only mentioned a name just to mention his name. I'm not giving him a rating whatsoever. So I'm just reminding folks. Remember, there's also no Irv Smith. So I like, I love both wide receivers. Five stars for Jefferson. Four and a half stars for oh. Adam Thielen. Whoa. That's your Vikings, folks. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, too many cards stacked against Burrow to begin the season. Injury, com coming off injury. O-line, uh, the guy they drafted at offensive tackle in the second round is looking very busty, <laughs> you might say. Uh, you know, yes. instead of drafting Penny Sewell in the first. The and it, yeah, right. Instead of drafting Penny Sewell in the first and a different wide receiver in the second, I am benching Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Mixon, Mixon plays a position you have to start at least two of, and he will get work. Uh, that's what it, really what it comes down to. No, I'm just kidding. Also, he's a very talented guy. The Vikings defense is almost completely new, uh, so I read. Uh, but just because uh, uh, Jackson Carmen, uh, the uh, aforementioned offensive tackle, uh, is not looking great for the Vikings, that wasn't the only kitchen sink they threw at the offensive line. Riley Reef is there, too. That should help a bit. Also, remember, Giovanni mm -hmm. Bernard is gone. I'm going to give a really solid 4.25 stars to Joe Mixon. Uh, yours and my favorite, Tiggins. Oh, yeah. More nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up Good with ones, Mr. T uh, this is T Higgins, by, by the way, folks, just for clarity. Uh, I ended up with Mr. Tiggins in quite a few leagues. Uh, the Vikes defense is almost, I said that already. Wow, that's great. Uh, but they do get Daniel Hunter back, even though they've got a new roster. He's actually one of the new additions because I don't think he played much, if at all, last year. Uh, still, I see Tiggins as the number one for Burrow, and the Bengals are going to have to throw. So I'm going to give him 3.5 stars to get him in your lineup there, probably. Well, maybe in your flex. Tyler Boyd, uh, another similar story, flex territory, 2.75 stars. Uh, Jamar Chase, for the aforementioned reasons for um, Joe Burrow, offensive line and whatnot, uh, but also the drops. I'm going to bench Chase until I see more. I did not see a tight end of note with the Bengals. They don't have one of note. <laughs> I got a lot of those, one. I feel like, uh, but we'll, we'll get one here up here in a little bit. So that is the Vikings at Bengals. Cool. Let's move along to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm going to start with good old Big Ben Roethlisberger here. Buffalo allowed the 13 fewest yards per game. 13, huh? The 13th fewest yards per game. I'm just going to call hmm. out my horrible writing there. And that was at 232.9 <laughs> yards per game. Um, it would be passing yards. Um, I thought that would be that ranking would be a little bit higher, but as I kind of remembered, I mean, I mean that's still respectable, but yeah, I'm don't start Big Ben if you can't if you don't have to. Like you know, outside of two QB leagues, don't just don't, please. You know, like you, there's better options. Let's move along to Najee Harris. I'm gonna give him three and three quarter stars. You know, I not that big on to Harris, but opportunity reigns supreme in fantasy football, right? Right. Um, I, I'm going. I'm not going to lie. Just a quick side note. I'm going to laugh my butt off if he's like in there for only fifty percent of the snaps. Just gonna laugh and laugh. Anyways, uh, one hundred nineteen point six. That's the number of yards per game that Buffalo allowed on the ground in twenty twenty. 
that was good enough to be 13th best. So it's going to be, it's going to be some rough sledding for Najee Harris on this one. Um, I, there, I know you believe in, in that their offensive line can, can be better than it was last year. I'm willing to be mildly optimistic for Najee Harris here that thus the three stars, but I'm doing some more fence riding, and with some wide receivers, I'm giving Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool three and a half stars. That's right, riding the fence. It's hard to recommend any of these guys when I'm kind of making Big Ben not so start worthy, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know here. I, hold on a second. I'm almost. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And uh, I'm with Juju. I'm giving him three stars. It looks like Juju is going to line up against the the Bills' worst cornerback, who has a PFF rating of only six sixty one point five. Um, the other two Bills corners don't rate much better with Tredavious. Tredavious oh my God, Tredavious White. I don't know why that was hard so hard to say. Tredavious White getting a rating of sixty eight point five, and Levi Wallace getting a sixty eight point three. So, like I said, not that much better, but you know, still. Maybe advantage Juju on this one. What do you mm-hmm. think here, Chris? What do you think about the, uh, these pass catchers? I know we don't um, quite see eye to eye on it. I t- in terms of a draft talk back in August, it was kind of Juju's the value. I still had Deontay higher because of targets and receptions, and I, if he can just curb the drops and we get a slight, we get a better version of Ben. Yeah, and I tend to believe in a couple of moves they made in the offensive line a little bit. And but on the contrary, I thought Tre'Davious White was supposed to be good. <laughs> like good, good. Like top five. He had, a, top he, had, he had a down. He had a down year last year. Ah, okay. So PFF grade shows that. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I mean, I think I'd rank it the same. At the end of the day, probably just kind of out okay. of out of like I said, coming off how I drafted them and stuff. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, on to the Bills' quarterback, or sorry, the Bills' side of the ball, and their quarterback mm-hmm. Josh Allen. I'm giving them four stars. This should probably be a lower rating. But Josh Allen really did surprise me last season. I'm still a little skeptical about that really giant spike in accuracy from year, what, two to three or three to four? I can't remember which. Anyways, um, he Josh Allen, he faced off against the Steelers once last season, once. And in that one time, he scored 19.3 fantasy points. That was his third lowest, third lowest score of the season, 19.3 wow. points. I, against a strong uh, Pittsburgh pass defense. They gave up only 194.4 yards per game through the air, which was the third fewest in the league. I think if Josh Allen is going to get 19 or 20 points, that gets him that four-star rating. I I mean, I'd like it to go higher, but um, it was also based on TJ Watt maybe not playing too. So, you know, it's kind of Mm -hmm. the Bills' offensive line is pretty average, I guess. Mm -hmm. Room for improvement. Um, It's their second year with all five guys, same five guys. So there is room for improvement, but let's move along to the Mr. Devin Singletary here. I'm giving him two and a half stars. That's not a great one. That's more of a mm, desperation flex, but you drafted him late enough that you probably don't have to start him anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers gave up 111.5 rushing yards per game last season, which is good enough to be 11th. That, so that's pretty solid, actually, to go along with, you know, their, what, third best, I said, um, passing defense. So, and according to... Uh, famous football calculator. Like I said, Singletary is the RB38 coming off the board. That's pretty don't have to start kind of territory. 
Um, I'd really uh, like to avoid starting either one of these guys. So it would be Singletary. My next guy up is Zach Moss until we get some better clarity of what's going to actually happen. Is Zach Moss just ineffective this offseason because of injury? Hard to say. Sounds like he's going to play. And But until then, I'm giving him one stars because, once again, can't write. Yep, that's why I said one stars, plural. Um, I was just going to roll I, with it. It, yeah, uh, no, I said it on purpose because I wrote I it know wrong. You did. I know, I know. From what Sean McDermott says, it uh, indicates that Singletary is going to the primary back, but also don't forget, folks, that Matt Breed is also there, and it sounds like he's maybe going to get some work too in a game. I smell a rat, but until and uh, until maybe week two, keep Zach Moss on your bench. Don't don't remember a month ago when Zach Moss was the bee's knees. Remember, uh, remember five days ago when it was Zach Moss not looking so good. Yep. On to Stefan Diggs. I'm giving him four stars. Uh, whether Diggs gets Joe Hayden or Cameron Sutton, either one are easy matchups for Diggs, considering, uh, or, or I'm sorry, neither one of them are easy matchups. Having said that, neither graded out as elite corners, but just good corners. But And Diggs is Josh Allen's favorite target, and rightfully so. I'm not really sure which one made each other better. I don't know if it was like they just like both of them just kind of elevated each other into like elite status last season. I mean, Dix was good in in Minnesota. Don't get me wrong. He, I mean, he was the reception of the Minnesota Miracle, which I was there for, and it was freaking That's awesome. Right, yeah, um, yeah, it really was, and it was really freaking awesome. That stadium erupted. That safety made an awful oh, play on Dix. My God. It, I have never seen anything like that in person. It was crazy. Anyway, so like I said, mentioned before, we're talking about Josh Allen. The um, the Bills did play the, the Steelers last year. And in that one, I said that Josh Allen scored 19.3 fantasy points. Well, Stefan Diggs, he scored 19.1. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, positive that Diggs can do it again. Emmanuel Sanders gave Davis one star. Maybe Emmanuel Sanders deserves something more like maybe a two, but I don't know. I kind of want to see their workload and, you know, and, you know, it's week one, folks. It's really hard to say what's going to happen in every individual matchup and everything. We'll have better, we'll have a more clearer picture, I think, after week one and a little bit less, hopefully less fence riding. Um, hopefully we get some uh, some clarity on some situations there. So uh, what's, what's your next matchup, Chris? Clarity is the story for the first two or three weeks of the season, in my opinion, but especially first week. Uh, Niners, uh, that is the 49ers at Lions. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo slash Trey Lance. We'll just throw him in there for fun because it looks like he wants to kind of throw him in there. But I don't think you have to worry about that this week. Lance is limited, but he throws. Uh, it's important to mention because it's his finger, as I mentioned at the top of the show with news. Uh, but if I'm the Niners, why risk it? Why put him out there for some running plays or this or that, you know, let's just leave them on the bench. So you get a healthy, you know, uh, arguably a hundred percent healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. This is the week to start him. Uh, so I gave him a solid streamer rating of three stars. Uh, let's get into the better stuff here. Mostert, Raheem Mostert, as per usual, the Niners will want to establish the run and the Lions were among the league's worst, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, they have the fifth most uh, rushing yards given up and the most touchdowns given up on the ground 27 uh it's week one and Mostert is healthy for now similar story with garoppolo now's the time to get get you some Mostert because uh he's healthy uh yeah you play him in this matchup i'm giving him a solid uh not more than solid i'm giving him a great four and a half stars uh trey sermon um 
Sermon might get some looks. So, uh, basically, I expect the Niners to run the ball and run it some more and pretty much just put the game away in that manner. You might see more running volume because of that reason. So you might see Sermon come in because we all know they don't like to give Mostert more than like 15, 16, 17, 18 carries max. Uh, so, yeah, keep your eye out for him. Um, I gave him a, a kind of a, a optimistic 2.75 stars. Uh, so in a pinch, if you want to flex him, you know, low end flex, albeit, go for it. Brandon Ayuk, in every game in which he received eight or more targets, which would be half of his games, six out of the 12 games he played, he scored one touchdown and racked up 70 receiving yards or more in all but one game. And in that one game, he had 16 targets, 10 catches, and 119 yards. Now, that was with an unhealthy Kittle out of, in and out of the lineup, but it was also with a uh, unhealthy Jimmy G in and out of the lineup. Just a horrible injury-riddled season for the Niners. So I think uh, Ayuk has shown us uh, that he's the number two option behind Kittle. Uh, Detroit gave up the third most passing yards and the most passing touchdowns with 38 in 2020. That's going to be four stars for Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, uh, because of the Niners leaning on the run and Debo being the third or fourth fiddle, I'm going to put him on the bench. Kittle is the obvious uh, guy we want to look at here uh, five stars for the reasons listed above he is the offense runs straight through him enough said there let's move on to the lions and jerry goff i'm confident dan campbell being a tough nose old school head coach is going to want to establish the run and given the weapons he has at receiver i think he's going to lean heavily on swift and hawkinson uh swift practice in full as we mentioned at the top uh, so he's good to go no limitations um, a tough matchup for, for him, though, versus the Niners. I'm going to give two stars to Goff. Uh, there's a little bit on Taylor Decker I mentioned at the top of the news. If he's out, I'm just benching Goff altogether. Uh, I mean, I guess two stars is almost a bench regardless. DeAndre Swift, uh, again, you know, keep an eye out for Decker. If you can't uh, punch or hold as an offensive lineman, he just can't go. Uh, I think Swift will be leaned on through the air also uh, and uh, on the ground if they can keep it close 3.75 stars for deandre swift jamal williams has been a bit of a darling of mine and josh's as draft season winded down uh, williams will be involved for sure i'm excited to see his week one usage but for now given the tough matchup i'll be conservative and leave williams out of the flex conversation with 2.5 stars I'm bitching the wide receivers in week one. Uh, just it's not worth risking. Again, they're going to lean on these other two stars. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a must start tied to one. The offense, as I mentioned, should run through him and Swift. Uh, that's 4.5 stars there for Hawkinson. And that is the Niners at Lions. Let's move along to the Cleveland Browns or the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a rematch of last year's round two of the NFL, no, the AFC playoffs. Um, you're only starting Baker in two QB leagues, and even then, there's potentially better options. In the playoffs back in January, Baker's stats were 23 for 37 for 205 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not exactly the greatest stat line. I mean, it's kind of a theme for like every single Browns player is that it's just, it's not all that great. So I'm giving Baker two stars here. Uh, th like there's potential for Baker to be a real diamond in the rough quarterback pickup in like one quarterback leagues, real diamond in the rough quarterback pickup off the waiver wire after sure. like week one or two. So he is a marginally good week. And I don't remember what his matchup is for week two. Anyways, let's move along to Nick Chubb. Four stars for Mr. Nick Chubb. Um, nice. This is based solely on Nick Chubb's talent and the Browns' offensive line. 
Having said all that, and the aforementioned uh, Chiefs game last year in the playoffs, he had only 69 not-so-nice rushing Mm -hmm. yards. Uh, Five targets, two receptions for four receiving yards. Not good. Not good. The one thing is, is that the Chiefs did give up 122.1 yards per game on the ground last season, which was good for 12th most. So there's potential there. There's potential for Chubb and Hunt in this one. Like I said, I'm giving four stars to Chubb. Cream Hunt, though, I'm giving you two and three quarter stars. Um, you know, I thought if you thought Chubb's stat line was bad for that playoff game, here's Hunt's six hmm. attempts, 32 yards, one touchdown. All right, you know, kind of cut yourself a touchdown, one target, one reception for two yards. Yikes! Yikes! For those keeping score at home, that's about uh, almost 10 fantasy points, and that six of those are based on that touchdown. Hunt and Chubb are better than both of those stat lines, and Cleveland's defense should be better this season to keep them more in the game in this game, thus giving them more opportunities to run the ball. That being said, there's a real good chance that Casey could light up the board and the Browns could be throwing more. Odell Beckham, I'm going forward with the assumption that maybe he plays. We got to check that status to once again tune into Sunday mornings for the last minute injury update. Um, he is expected to play, but you know, is he going to be playing at or near 100%? I think it's a, that's the big question. Um, Casey's top two corners they graded out as 68.4 and 64.3. That would be Legarius Le, Sneed and various ward respectively those aren't bad grades but they're also really not good either so or they're not really good i guess i should say so if odell beckham is close to 100 percent, there's there's potential there he'll probably get close to that three and three quarter four star range i think i think that could be okay um i'm giving jarvis landry three stars dude i'm so bored with jarvis landry man like i'm <laughs> I don't know. Is he like an older Jameson Crowder or is he younger? I really don't know. I really don't care. I just like, we know what you are, Jarvis. Like you get targets, you get some catches, very few touchdowns. I'm just bored with you, man. Just bored. Um, Three stars though. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'm giving you two stars. This could be bumped into like the three and a half star territory. If Beckham isn't available to go. I know it's week one, and this is you're not normally looking for guys to make spot starts in your lineup, but if you do need one, DPJ could be a pre-week two waiver wire darling. I loved what I saw, but there is definitely, especially downfield potential from DPJ going into this year. Mm-hmm. Love the, the prospect of him. Just keep that name in mind, folks, that he might pop off this season. This is only his second year, too. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant. You know what all those guys have in common, Chris? What? They all get a one-star rating. And they are all Cleveland Browns tight ends. Let's move along to Patrick Mahomes. You're five stars, blah, blah, blah. It's Patrick Mahomes. You don't need to know anything about it. You're starting him. He's an elite-level quarterback. CH sounds like he's going to play on Sunday. Once again, tune in to Sunday for last-minute injury update. While the Browns had a below-average pass defense last season, which is weird, their run defense was ninth best, giving up only 110.8 yards per game. That is much better than their pass defense. Um, I'm not sure if CH is going to be fully healthy coming back from a high ankle sprain that he had like two, three weeks ago. And it seems like the Browns' defense has done good. 
have done well to try and improve their run defense. Mm-hmm. Done good. They've done good. Um, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, five stars, man. He's, he, he was either the wide receiver one or the wide receiver two coming off of just about every draft board this uh, in draft season. Mm-hmm. He's an elite-level receiver with elite-level quarterback. Boom. Tyreek Hill, five stars. Travis Kelsey, see Tyreek Hill and substitute wide tight end for wide receiver. I'm not starting anyone else off the Chiefs. Makes that sense. was that matchup, Chris. What else you got for us? What's your next one, man? Let's keep moving. Uh, Eagles at Falcons. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I am just not a believer uh, in the real-life talent of Hurts. I think this season is an experiment for the Eagles. I think the Eagles are hoping to get a high draft pick. But in fantasy, you have to look at Hurts. Uh, still, I see him as nothing more than an outside of the top 12 guy. Two and a half stars based solely on his rushing. If he proves me wrong through the air, he instantly becomes a top five, top 12 guy weekly, probably. He doesn't even have to be spectacular through the air, just serviceable, and get Devonta Smith the ball. Miles Sanders, despite any misgivings about Sanders' health or his receiving share, he is a guy that will touch the ball on the ground at a reasonably high tick, and he's paired with a rushing quarterback. Falcons were actually pretty good versus the ground game in 2026, at least oh. rushing yards. Uh... But then again, their defense was so bad. Uh, why run on them? They were so bad versus the run. Uh, I'm sorry. They were so bad versus the pass last year. Why run on the Falcons? <laughs> That's but right. uh, Dan Quinn is gone, and here we are. So uh, that kind of uh, sums it up there. Uh, Sanders gets into my top 24 with 3.75 stars. Uh, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith. Smith is the only receiving weapon I would consider here. But given my distrust in Hurts and the two tight ends in the way, I'm going to bench Devontae Smith, but I really want to see something from him this year. Onward to the tight ends I just mentioned a little bit. Zach Ertz slash Dallas Goddard. Good luck trying to figure out which one gets the red zone looks, although it's probably Goddard. I'll take a desperation flyer on Ertz involvement uh, because of involvement between the 20s uh, in the short to intermediate passing game and a full PPR, I guess. Uh, 2.5 stars for Ertz and bench Goddard. On to the Falcons. Uh, Philly was pretty good versus the pass last year, not versus the run, but I see Atlanta as a passing team this season. So Ryan is in play as a streamable top 15 guy. He's whatever, up three stars. Um, Mike Davis, he's the guy, so there's going to be some volume. And again, if Atlanta throws more, it kind of suits his skill set. He never had over 20 carries or 100 rushing yards all season last year but had some high targets gains with success through the air. And that helped your fantasy team. So I think Atlanta uses them in that way. 3.25 stars for Mike Davis, uh, just in the vein of somebody worth mentioning to keep an eye on, uh, depending how Davis goes, Wayne Gallman was picked up. Remember that? Um, I, I'm not sure if he's the two or not, but they'd have nothing else behind these two. I believe he Ka- is. Yeah, I think he should. Last, I think he should be if he's not. Yeah, I think it'll work it way out if it's not, but I bet you're right. I'll look it up right now. There you go. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, They are throwing, and it's Calvin Ridley's show now. Well, Ridley and the Unicorn is another nickname for you, Josh. No, I I seriously, I think we see this new-look Falcons offense on full display. Ridley has shown he can be a one. That's 4.5 stars for Calvin Ridley. Um, You know, Gage is probably worth mentioning in terms of a full PPR. Maybe you picked him up in your last pick of the draft, but uh, I'm just, I'm not looking there this first week. Kyle Pitts, uh, as a matchup nightmare, if we see Atlanta in the red zone, we'll see them throw it up to their new toy. You can guarantee it probably multiple times. Given the tight end landscape, there's other tight end ones out there that I feel worse about. So four stars for Pitts this week one. 
And that was the Eagles uh, at Falcons, the Battle of the Birds, if you will. Oh. Um, what, what, what? I'm sorry. Can you? I, I missed what you gave Miles Sanders. What? What uh, rating? Uh, three point seven five. Yes, sir. Three point seven five okay. stars. Okay. So um, right in I that think it's twenty, 20 to twenty four. I think ish. Right before I get into my next matchup, I think it's um, um, worth mentioning that usually when running backs have a rushing quarterback, they're not going to catch the ball a whole lot. Rushing quarterbacks tend not to chuck, de- ch- chuck yeah. check down to the running back there. They tend to take off more when they get into trouble instead of like staying in the pocket and just dumping it off. Right. That's hard why to say. Hard to say that that's what's going to happen. But the receiving you know, back we'll is, is Boston Scott, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mentioned his his uh, injury and his uh, lack of receiving share being concerns. Mm-hmm. That's what gives. All yeah. right. Let us move along to the boringest game of the week, and that is the Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. As of Wednesday morning, this is the lowest over-under of the week at 42 points, according to (laughs) some Vegas website. I didn't write the website down, but it was like Vegas odds or whatever. It was also, I looked at, because I accidentally scrolled ahead to week two, also the lowest over-under for week two as of Wednesday morning. Mm It's like, okay, Uh, let's start with the Broncos quarterback because they are the visiting team in this matchup. The best thing that can happen for Teddy is that this team shifts to more of a West Coast style of attack. While you don't necessarily want Teddy to have an excuse to throw more short passes, it's what he does best. But still, last year, Mm -hmm. the Giants passing D was smack dab in the middle as far as their 237.9 yards per allowed through. Uh, yards per game through allowed through the air. I remember it being better than that, but whatever. Let's keep rolling. It's an average to above average Giants D going against an average quarterback. Two stars for Teddy B. Let's move along to Melvin Gordon or young Javante Williams. However you want to call whatever you want to call him. I hate, or I'm sorry, old Javante Williams. I hate to be a fence writer on this subject, but I'm going to do it again, Chris. I'm going to do it again, and you can't stop me. Unless you edit this and you're like, and I'll give them this. <laughs> um, but with the Giants only allowing a, 111.4 yards per game on the ground last season, which was good for 10th best, this doesn't look to be like the greatest matchup for uh, Mr. Gordon or Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like just for easy numbers, let's assume that they split that workload evenly and they each get 55 yards. Not very good. And even if you give one of them or even both a touchdown, it's still only 11 and a half points, you know. I'm going to give Melvin Gordon two and a half stars. Um, Let's move along to young Melvin Gordon. I mean, uh, Javante Williams. um, Old Melvin Gordon doesn't really wow me. Didn't really wow me last season. He looked like he lost a step while Javante Williams. I mean, I mean, young Melvin Gordon. um, uh, I'm. I've now confused myself, Chris, with my own nicknames. I, I'm giving the advantage to the youth of Javante Williams. Three stars to him. Riding more fences here, Chris. On to the wide receivers. I almost said something on, on the uh, Melvin Gordon one, I think it was. I almost chimed in and was like, hello, fence. <laughs> said something along those lines. That's all I got. Yep. Uh, riding more fences here. Jerry Judy. I did give the, the edge to Cortland Sutton on this one. Not to, you know, skip mm-hmm. ahead here. Um, this one, this is all based on which receiver is going to get the heavy dose of James Bradbury, which is the Giants best cornerback. And he was PFF's number seven cornerback last year with a grade of 79.8. So 
I'm gonna I'm I'm giving Jerry Judy the two and three quarter stars because I think that the young the young buck uh, the young buck and Jerry Judy gets um, the Bradbury treatment, whereas Cortland Sutton, who is uh, could go up against a Dory Jackson, who I couldn't find an, a PFF grade on him. He was a first mm-hmm. round talent that Tennessee drafted four years ago. When he's been on, he's been great. When he's been off, he's re- he's a liability. So I'm going to give Cortland Sutton the edge and three and three quarter stars. Flip those ratings if you think it's going to be Bradbury on Cor- on the veteran uh, Cortland Sutton. You know, just one of those things. It's kind of it's it's kind of up for opinion. Let's move along to Noah Fant. Go Hawks. This is assuming that Fant is going to play on Sunday, which it sounds like he will. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really have much else to say other than Fant is pretty much a pure pass catching tight end and. With some consistent quarterback play and Fant being healthy, or at least hopefully healthy by Sunday, I'm going to give him three and three quarter stars. On to the Giants. Not a ton to talk about here. Daniel Jones, bench. I'm not even going to go into whatever I have written down on him as Daniel Jones. The offensive line is bad. Saquon Barkley, three and three quarter stars. It sounds like Saquon's good to go for week one. Do you Did you see anything in the news that would indicate anything Everything's else? Everything's indicating he's, he's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 keep moving with Saquon here. Surprisingly, last season Denver had the eighth worst run defense, giving up 130 yards per game. That's great for Saquon. Too bad his offensive line is worse. Is the worst. Literally, PFF has ranked them as their worst offensive line going into the season. This is them throwing money and draft picks at this line too. So mm-hmm. potentially a good matchup for Saquon. Bad offensive line. Supremely uh, talented running back. Sounds like a recipe for I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I can't. Um, to, I'm, I'm going with it. Like I'm giving talent. I'm giving Saquon's talent the edge and three and three quarter stars. If you have a better offensive line, this would this could easily get up to a five star here. But you know, let's move on to Kenny Galladay. I'm giving him three stars. The Broncos have plenty of talent at corner cornerback. I always screw that up. <laughs> um, with highly thought of rookie Patrick. Sertan out of Alabama, I believe. Newly acquired corner from the Bears, Kyle Fuller, and Ronald Darby, who I believe was on the team last year, and he is just returning for a second year with the Broncos. But don't hate me if I'm wrong. It could be his first season, too. I, I don't remember, and I didn't bother looking it up. I'm pretty sure already, this is his Ronald already, Darby's second year. What if I already hate you? That would be the, the apt emotion to have when dealing with me. <laughs> Galladay battled yet another preseason hamstring injury. He looks like he's going to go in week one. I like Galladay as a player, not in this matchup with Daniel Jones as a quarterback and going up against a potentially three deep at some really solid uh, cornerbacking. Albeit one of them is a rookie. Hmm. All the other Giants pass catchers, yawn, don't care. Chris, what's your next matchup? I've got uh, Packers at Saints. Uh, A.A. Ron, as they like to call him. That's the last one, I swear. <laughs> it's I mean, not going you... to be, then that's fine. I, I know it's not <laughs> going to be, and I'm just gonna. I'm just dealing with it. That's how I started my notes. How many nicknames? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's a must-start guy. 4.5 stars. Uh, expect, I mean, it's a good defense in the Saints, but expect a shootout probably. I, I have the over and under. I didn't put it in my notes. Uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, love Jones receiving share. He'll see this year. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a 37 to 30 Saints win. I played last year, Aaron Jones. So it's 37 to 30 Saints won. Aaron Jones went 16 for 69 on the ground. Uh, nice. Uh, last year with yeah. one touchdown. Uh, so I expect him to see more through the air with Jamal Williams gone as a whole on the season. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in week one. Also 4.5 stars for Aaron Jones. Desperation flex 2.75 stars for AJ Dillon. If you want to go that route. Yeah. Adams. I uh, don't have his stats from the game last year, but he's Devonte Adams. You drafted him in the first round. You're going to play him. You know what his stats were? Great. Yeah, exactly. Five stars there. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanley, if you feel desperate, um, Josh has been a little high on him. I wanted to mention his name. Um, give him 2.25 stars. Um, you know, the yeah. other receiving weapon, or should I say wide receivers, uh, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, who knows? We'll see. And even with MVS, I mean, it's just it's it's just wait and see, really. Robert Tanyan is a much more interesting option. Uh, Saints are a good defensive unit, but a little sus versus tight ends last year. 4.25 stars for my boy Robert Tanyan. That's a little aggressive, but I like him this week very much so, especially given that high-scoring game they had last year versus the Saints. On to the Saints. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, going back to a lot of quarterbacks we've talked about today, a little bit of wait and see. You probably don't need to start him. Maybe as your QB low-end QB2 and a super flex, maybe a 12-team super flex. I can see it. Uh, I'm going to give him a flex-worthy three stars uh, for that reason. I'm just, I'm just, I'm rooting for the guy this year. Taysom Hill, yeah. I mean, his, his name is only worth mentioning that he is not eligible at tight end or receiver or running back or any other odd position this year. We'll see how much he comes in and plays that gadgety role. Maybe they deal him to start somewhere. Who knows? Uh, I'll just bench him for now, uh, even in a super flex. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, the offense should run through him. Uh, last year he ran for six, only, yeah, I guess it was only six rushes for 58 yards on the ground, but that's not why we draft Alan Kamara in the top five, top 10, whatever. He caught 13 of 14 targets for 139 yards and two touchdowns last year versus the Packers. Five stars for Alvin Kamara. Um, as we touched on in the beginning of the show, Traycon Smith, uh, not at practice Thursday hamstring. He's been known for hamstring issues. Um, you know, uh, he's also the, been known as a barf receiver too. Yeah, exactly. So Marquez Callaway, the, the, the new hotness, let's just, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Uh, he is in play as a flex, no doubt, based solely on volume and Winston's propensity to throw through the outside. Here's the other guys on the, uh, well, here's what one guy I want to mention. Your, your guy, who's the receiver you like, the short guy that returns kicks and yeah, stuff. Deontay Harris. He's Deontay really Harris. short. Yeah. He's probably the only, like, even just complete and utter desperation fantasy but i wanted to mention another guy on the roster named little jordan humphrey that's i-l-i-l-i apostrophe oh yeah i've heard of i've heard of this guy yeah do you want to guess how tall he is how big he is how little he is five seven six four 225 pounds sometimes research takes you seven is like the height of deontay harris and that might yeah that's why i'm so generous First of all, I saw the name. Second of all, I said, okay, this research is taking me down a quick little rabbit hole. I just wanted to mention that. Sometimes Adam, you gotta go, you gotta go down that hole. Little Jordan Humphrey, I'm rooting for him all the way. This is break for out sure, man. No, no, just just a name. Don't don't start him. Don't pick him up, folks. Adam Troutman. Uh, I have to at least Trout give. I have to at least give my guy the nod as a, a top, 15, top 15 dart throw of a tight end, 2.75 stars. I want to mention Jawan Johnson's name as just, a, hey, let's see how this usage at tight ends goes, you know, because it 
looked mm-hmm. kind of weird in the preseason for Mr. Troutman. And that is the Packers oh, at Saints, man. folks. Um, one thing I wanted to say, too, is that mm-hmm. I believe Marshawn Lattimore is going to miss this game. So, therefore, oh, further solidifying your wide your five star rating for Devonte Adams and mm-hmm. Mar- and um MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling is more of a if this dude can really put it together and like actually catch the freaking ball he could be great for the Packers but yeah. he's he hasn't proved that he can do it and I don't see him doing it this year yeah yeah I'm Chris guess what I'm into my last matchup here I will be last matchup um you know what the, my last matchup is it's not good it's not a good one. I, I did my Bears. worst one first, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just did it in order of I found them on the website. Um, For sure. Literally just wrote them down and then how they were listed. Um, mine is the Bears at the Rams. Andy Dalton, one star. The Rams were an elite fantasy scoring, the elite fantasy defense last year. Not even mm-hmm. a real life defense, elite fantasy defense. And if you have an elite fantasy defense, that is an elite real defense. Mm-hmm. Unless Chris screws up the scoring, and then the Philadelphia Eagles is the number one player, and Philadelphia Eagles defense is the number one player in your league. That happened one year. It was it great. Happened. It was hilarious. It was I just hilarious. I was laughing all the way to the bank every Kansas single was week. Really it wasn't too. even fair. It was weighted too heavy in turnovers and sacks, and uh, it was awful. Yeah. Anyways. And great. I'm, I'm sorry to call you out there. I just like I just thought I just like I don't, I'm not even mad at you. I just thought it was just hilarious every single week. And I'm like, my defense is scoring me like 30 some points. This is ridiculous. Yeah, we, we, t- we toughed it out, folks. We we finished with I that. I believe that was the Eagles Super Bowl year too. Ooh. No, that's no, was too recent. Than that. That's too recent. Yeah, yeah much too recent. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. um, more or less, uh, don't so the one star. Don't start Andy Dalton. Uh. David Montgomery, 2.75 stars. The Rams yeah, gave allowed. <laughs> no, it's the Rams. No, man. Okay, okay listen. Yeah, I just know, listen I know. to it's this. The Rams. Just listen. Sorry. The, Rams <laughs> gave, the Rams gave up 91.3 rushing yards per game last season. That was good enough to be the third rest, best run mm-hmm. defense. The Bears' offensive line looks like it's taken a downturn this season. Um, PFF has them ranked going into the 2020 season as their fifth worst offensive line. Um, I know I gave Saquon a higher rating with a lesser offensive line, but David Montgomery is not on the same level as Saquon, Saquon Barkley, even nope. coming off injury. No, it's not. No, Monty not and close. Saquon, not close. Allen Robinson, three and a half stars. I love you. I love you, man. I really do. But this is a nightmare matchup for any Chicago wideout going up against these two corners here. And I didn't even know. I, I, I didn't even know who Darius Williams was. But Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey grayed out as the fourth and ninth best corners in the in last season, and Darius Williams was ranked above Jalen Ramsey. So, I know you probably drafted Allen Robinson as your wide receiver one, maybe your wide receiver two, and you'd have to have some really big giant cojones to bench Allen Robinson here for a lower draft choice. But three and a half stars for Allen Robinson here, and that surely should be more like a three star there. Like it's not. It's a really bad matchup for him. Uh, it, it it is like top to bottom. Darnell Mooney, he's a little banged up in the moment. It could just be, you know, like just some rest before week one kind of precautionary mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, see all the Allen Robinson stuff I just said. Um, you know, like he was a he was a preseason darling of mine. Darnell Mooney was. He really was. And I just don't think this this is going to be the breakout game. If it is, though... Watch out for Darno Mooney. 
Cole Komet, see Darn Movie. Hmm. Um, the only thing I have else written down on the Bears side is I think the Bears fans should be really glad that this game is not taking place at Soldier Field, so they didn't have to spend hundreds of dollars to watch the Bears get mopped with the Rams. Matthew Stafford, the freshly traded for by fresh, I mean, it happened like nine months ago. Um, this just in, folks. Nine months ago, the Rams <laughs> traded Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions for and Matthew we've been Stafford. Off season, yeah, and we've been <laughs> yeah fawning um, over it all off season. <laughs> there was one guy I worked with. He's like, I didn't even know that Matthew Stafford got traded to the Rams. I'm like, what? Really? Don't you watch our show? <laughs> Do you- well, there was that. <laughs> we had that conversation. He's like, I don't even know what YouTube is. I'm like, Boomer. God, you're old. Um, <laughs> not to age shame anyone, but I was like, okay. Ty, guy, just, um, I'm the boomer. Anyway. Anyways, Todd's like 50-something. He's got to be. Anyway, uh, so last season, the Bears allowed 231.6 yards per game, which is good for 12th best. But they let Kyle Fuller walk in free agency? They traded him away. Not sure. I don't remember. Regardless, it's not. Uh, it is not going to be the same Bears defense that Matthew Stafford faced last season, nor is he used to over the past couple. Stafford has a better wide receiving core last year, and at least at at bare minimum, a sideways move as far as offensive lines go. Um, ground game. Matthew Stafford don't need no stinking round ga- ground game. I love this Matthew uh, this uh, matchup for Stafford. If I didn't say it before, I will say it once again. Four and three quarter stars, just not quite elite, not quite elite. I'm just giving him that that just a little bit tick from touch away from being elite. Daryl Henderson, I'm giving you three and three quarter stars. The Bears were just middle of the road run defense last year. Um, if Henderson gets about seventy five percent of the one hundred and thirteen rushing yards per game that last year, maybe catch catches a pass or two and squeezes out a touchdown. That's pretty solid RB two numbers, if not a little bit closer, getting close to that um, RB one territory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Woods. Hey, Fence, how's it going? I'm Josh. I think we uh, know each other rather well now. Uh, we're talking about Robert Woods and Cooper Cup here. Four stars for both of them. And I even have that written into my notes right there about riding the fence again. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, if the Bears had better corners or like if or if they had one that was really good in coverage and one that wasn't, I would probably give one of them the upper hand versus give the other. But at the them, moment, yeah. it just looks like they're pretty evenly matched. And I'm really hoping that this game does one of two things. It gives us some clarity on which one um, Stafford prefers over the other, or, and this is what I really, really hope, is that they're really both really good. And then it just doesn't matter, and it's just Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, four stars, four and a half stars, whatever, all season long, because I'm hoping for the best for both of these guys. I don't want to ride the fence all season. I just want both of them to succeed because I love Matthew Stafford, and I would have his babies. If it were biologically possible, Matthew Stafford, you can always email um, at amazingffb at gmail.com to, for me to have your babies if it were genetically possible. It would be so possible. great if the lower thirds popped in right at that time. Email address. Email address. Onto the Rams tight end, Tyler Higby. I'm giving him three stars. Um, Raquan Smith might be called upon to help cover Higby. Um, he graded as PFFs. Um, there you go, Matthew Stafford, it's right there. It's actually not the email, but go ahead. <laughs> it's the uh, well. You can contact Chris on Twitter, and then he'll he'll get a hold of me. Um, 
like I, like I was saying, Roquan Smith might be called upon to cover Higby, and PFF graded him out to be the number four linebacker in yeah, as far as his good. coverage rating, not his mm-hmm. overall rating, but his coverage rating. Like, mm-hmm. and so, and that was a cover that was a grade of eighty fourth. So that's not bad at all. Um, that might give Stafford some problems getting Higby the ball, but by any by no means is this a bench grade. So you shouldn't feel great about Higby this week, but you also shouldn't be like maybe I should look elsewhere. That's all my matchups, Chris. What's your last one, man? My last one is the Dolphins at the Patriots. Uh, Tua, I should probably give him a a better grade. I I just kind of put wait and see versus this Pat's defense. Um, Wait and see? That's that's a... Wow, talk about... Okay, I I rode the fence a lot in this episode, and you rode the fence by not even... (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm second guessing it now. I think he has to be in the. Uh, you what know, do you What do you originally have? Writing, what top do you fifteen, have top twelve territory, uh, two point seven five stars. Miles Gaskin, volume okay. is the key here. Dolphins will be throwing on the road versus a good Pats D. Keeps him in the top twenty four area with three point five star. I mean, I say they're throwing, but I think it's uh, it'll it, it, he'd be better off, but uh, he'll still squeeze in the top twenty four here with three point five stars. Um, remember, no Will Fuller, folks. He is suspended for the first week of the season. Devontae Parker. Uh, and also remember, Stephen Gilmore is on pup and out till at least week seven. No Gilmore, no Fuller. I'm going to give Devontae Parker a flex-worthy three stars. I'm going to wait and see with Jalen Waddell. Bench grade, no other wide receivers worth mentioning there. Gasicki is really more the pass-catching pass option behind Parker. I'll try that, that one again. Yeah, right. Pass catching option. <laughs> there uh, you go. Th- uh, th- uh, th- uh, they did meet last year. I think he must have the other game he missed because he played 15 games must have been the other Pats game because they're in the same division. So he only played the Pats once three catches for 30 yards last year and one game for the Pats. But again, you know, Gilmore doesn't cover tight ends, but Gilmore is out. I think it makes the defense a little less good. <laughs> uh, and plus the tight end landscape for Gusecki. So 3.75 stars for Gusecki. We're not uh, we're not talking about starting Mac Jones in week one. Um, And really, there's going to be kind of a theme here with the New England Patriot weapons. Besides Mr. Damien Harris, uh, darling of ours here on the show. Uh, Dolphins Mm -hmm. were middle of the road versus the run last year. Uh, I like Harris to get the bulk, if not the vast majority of the uh, work on the ground. Heck, you know, give him Cam's goal line carries from last year and you probably get a chance at a couple scores. I like Harris in the RB1 top 12 this week as a wow. healthy, you know, he's healthy for now. Uh, 4.25 stars. So that's pretty aggressive there, folks. Uh, James White, like uh, you know, full PPR, throw him in your flex if you got no choice, but it's week one. I'm sure you have better choices. Give that 2.5 stars. Uh, remember, Nikhil Harry was put on the IR, so he's going to miss a minimum of three weeks with an upper body injury. Uh, so you have to throw out the names Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers. Do we have yeah. to? Uh, I, well, yeah, I just did. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to start him. <laughs> Same story with the tight ends. That's the matchup. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm not touching these tight ends but, right now. Henry but, is probably the better inline guy. John, who's on, more on the move as an H-back. I feel like that probably gives Henry the nod for a red zone target or two. So, sure, throw him in desperation. I like other names better, wanna, though. You want to do a quick ice cream bet on Johnny Smith versus Hunter Henry week one? More no, because I hate them both, and I don't play them. Come on, do it. Nope, not doing it. All right. 
All right, let's wrap it up. You're a week. All right. So, folks, that has been our week one matchups. You might be like, what about the Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders? Notice how Josh, how I got it right and I said Las Vegas. So, like, yeah, I, I noticed it. We're going to be doing that one on our Sunday stream, which, as we mentioned in the beginning of the show, you can check out 10 a.m. Central Time on YouTube, not Twitch, YouTube. Um, it is it just go to our go to YouTube, search Amazing Fantasy Football, and go to the video segment. And once we have gone live, just click on that and you can pop in with some last minute lineup questions. You can say hi. You can tune into Wonder Text, you know, general tomfoolery. Um <laughs> that he'd like to do in our chat. And uh yeah, there's that. Um if you are listening to us in podcast format you can check us out on youtube of course like i just mentioned and if you're watching us on youtube we are available pretty much wherever podcasts are available even uh old ronnie back behind the old uh casey's general store you'll have your podcast too if that's what you want where you like to get your podcast you know like say you're going there to get your like your cooking podcast and you're like wow might as well check out that amazing fantasy football there too ronnie he'll be like i got you covered man i got you covered and uh you can get us there we don't recommend you go to ronnie for a podcast we recommend that you go literally anywhere else but uh if that's where you want to go cool whatever until next time folks i am josh that guy over there is chris later go cowboys <laughs>